good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain <laughs> Nutrition. Chewing the Fat. Episode? No, we've got this wrong somewhere. Podcast? <laughs> Episode? 39. 30 mother trucking 9. Shut the fridge door. Joe, the subject of today's live video slash podcast. I really hope the next 30 minutes is faster than that. Is... Uh, Eat, go. Eating well on your period. Whoa! Yowza, controversial. Could be a quick one. I've not had many periods before. Well, don't judge us because we're men. Because uh, we've just actually discovered that we both come from a long line of women. Mm. My mother was a woman. My grandmother was a woman. Your great grandmother was actually a man. Was, <laughs> she, she was a woman. It just skipped a generation with me. So there you go. So yeah, it's obviously a massive issue because it happens every month. So it's something that needs to be addressed. So we are going to talk to you strictly from a science point of view and from what we have seen as coaches work well for our clients. Mostly because our opinion on this matter is absolutely useless. Worthless. So we'll stick to the science. Because we have testicles. <laughs> Worthless. <laughs> Even Fenton. Anyway, moving on swiftly. Give, yeah. give us the science bit then. You've done, you've done, James has done some reading. He's been quite yeah, no, so... Um, about a couple of weeks before your actual period starts, you will get a rise in cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which is kind of the hormone that would be released if you were confronted by a saber-toothed tiger. Um, so you're getting ready for that kind of fight or flight. So cortisol has a, a, a big impact on your blood sugar levels, uh, which will cause a big spike, and then it'll cause a massive drop. And as we know from... The previous 38 episodes where we talk about controlling blood sugar, it's a massive issue when it comes to fat loss or weight loss because it will really drive cravings and hunger. Um, if you have low blood sugar, you will make bad choices nine times out of ten. Which is why we are so big on people eating nutrient-dense foods because these things are better at balancing your blood sugar rather than the highly processed refined foods which will often give you a rise in blood sugar which makes people feel good. And then, unfortunately, a big drop afterwards. So your body doesn't really recognise calories. It works better with blood sugar. Otherwise, I was thinking this the other day, when I sloshed down a litre of Lucozid after... Lucozid? Lucozid? The South um, African version. <laughs> I think that Lucozid... It's really expensive to be it in. I should have just gone to Asda. Is that you can have, you know, 400 calories of Lucozid, and then actually your brain will still tell you you're hungry. So what mm. really matters is blood sugar. Um, Counting your calories is cool, but the better you can control your blood sugar, the better you can control your calorie intake, the easier your fat loss is going to be, which is why we like to get people to focus on these things. We'd love for everyone to do it. So you've got a massive rise in cortisol, so again, the, the, the stress hormone, and then you've got a massive drop in serotonin, which is like your 
happy hormones. The hormones that make you... This is cock, this is Good God. I'm talking about the dog, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, this is very upsetting for anyone who's just listening. Um, yeah, the hormones that make you happy, so the kind of the hormones that get released when you're doing something that you enjoy, when you're spending time with a loved one, when you're petting the f- pet dog. Fenton's not a pet. So, He's a family team. member. Um, so you've got a kind of one, two, you've got raised kind of stress levels and you've got lowered kind of happiness levels. So when you are unhappy, you know, a lot of our clients, a lot of people we work with will emotionally eat. So they'll reach for foods that kind of give them a feel-good factor, which is generally things like chocolate, kind of high-carb, high-calorie foods like um, bread and wine and chips. Sweets. Yeah, so anything like that. So that is generally kind of a one-two special for getting you to have cravings for shit food is low blood sugar and kind of a low mood. So we're looking at the best ways that we can do to combat this. You've got to think like if you feel like shit and you believe that chocolate makes you feel good, you're probably going to go for some chocolate. Which is quite a culturally ingrained thing. So yeah. Sometimes people talk it, about... I'm on my period, I need to eat chocolate. Yeah, so sometimes people talk about, I need to separate food from pleasure. And ultimately, you can't change your brain chemistry. So one of the things people say to me sometimes is, I had some chocolate and it was really good. Like, like they're surprised by it. As if somehow by me coaching them, I could alter their brain chemistry to make chocolate be less appealing. So it's always going to be enjoyable. It's always going to be pleasurable. That's just how it is. We need to look at whether it's worth having in the amounts that you have or whether you could have less or whether you could put something else in that place. So we'll always say to people, if you really want to have something and it's really going to add to your life, then by all means have it. So I have clients when they're going out for meals with their partners or their kids or any number of life experiences where having some off-plan food is going to add to it, then that's cool. If you're just having it because you're on your period you've got low blood sugar, in that case, something lower calorie will do and you can then get fat loss while still having these pleasurable times with food. So you need to remember that you're always gonna have a link between food and pleasure, but a lot of the food that we consume isn't had out of pleasure, it's for the other reasons listed. So it's trying to separate those out you know, so you can get the best results possible. Yeah, obviously there's a lot going on around the time of your period. There's a lot of things you can control, you know, the kind of rising and lowering of uh, hormones, you know, everything else that is going on. Are things that you can't control, but if you can control your blood sugar to you know some small degree, then you can possibly lessen the impact of the cravings. You can possibly lessen the impact of the amount of calories that you feel you need to take in through these you know poor choices that you're probably going to regret. You know, there's not many people that we'll speak to who will be dieting around the time of the period will have like a big chocolate binge or you know eat a load of kind of highly processed, high calorie foods and then be like, yeah, I'm cool with that. And it's something that's happening every single month that you know could derail you for a week. It's probably worth trying something and addressing to find a solution to that problem. Yeah. So by the best ways that we know to control your blood sugar, it is via your food choices. Interesting. I can see James's notes from here, and there's there's one response, and it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's four words, which says eat more complex carbs. You could also add fruit and veg. Uh, sorry, fruit and veg, protein and veg to that. Yeah. So you know, obviously. My real bugbear, one of them. <laughs> the thing that really puts a pin in my dick is when people talk about, um, I have a problem with carbs, yada yada. It's never carbs, it's very specific foods that you'll have a, an issue with or you'll overconsume. It's not going to be. No one ever binges on oats or sweet potato. 
It's always going to be chocolate cake, crisps, stuff like that. So people will try to be very, very strict and they'll try to restrict carbohydrates because they believe that that's what they need to do for fat loss. And then it'll get to around the time of the period. And instead of doing something simple like upping the amount of complex carbs that they have, you know, leading up to the period and through the period, they'll try and stick really, really low carb and then they'll have a massive binge where they'll consume thousands of calories of motherfucking dairy milk. There are other chocolate bars available. But we're hanging out for a sponsor at the moment. Yeah, so. our galaxy if you're listening. Um, <laughs> So it's a much better idea to put controlled servings of complex carbohydrates into your days. You know, no one gets fat from eating oats and sweet potato and rice. It does not happen. It's never anyone's major issue. Fenton, you got something to say? Something to add on that? So don't be afraid to have some oats for your breakfast, to have some sweet potato with your lunch, to have some rice with your dinner. Yes, you might consume a couple of extra hundred calories, you know, a day for a week but it's going to be much better than you have in four or five days where you're eating a kilo of chocolate per day. It's just learning from our mistakes, isn't it? And if, you know, we see this being a trigger point for so many people, that ultimately you have to find a solution and that people are constantly trying to bank on their willpower. So you see people will endlessly not do what we just said. So people have a shake for breakfast, a salad for lunch, they'll get desperate and then all hell will break loose, they'll massively overconsume. Whereas actually, you could save 500 calories on that day by adding in more carbs during the day beforehand. So rather than making the whole process easier, people are banking on their restraint and their ability to, to restrict themselves, which just doesn't work long term. Willpower is a fickle bitch and it'll come and go. So you need to make sure that you're making the process as easy as possible to stay on plan. And that is ultimately going to come from managing your blood sugar better. And if you're a woman and this period of time is always going to come up where you have low blood sugar excuse the pun then you need to find the right strategy and it's not going to be sugar free yogurts and things like that because it's always going to they're always going to be short term fixes you're looking to you're you're painting the leaves green you're fixing the symptoms not the root of the problem and you know I would say to people would you rather endlessly battle your cravings of carbs or cravings for sugar every evening or would you like to fix the root problem and just get rid of your cravings I'm sure it's going to make more sense to have fewer cravings than it is trying to endlessly find ways to, to satisfy them yeah so you know lean kind of high protein and high vegetable diets should be the norm all the way through if you want to go low carb then cool that's totally up to you but please feel free to up your carbohydrates complex carbohydrates that is not just don't just eat pop tarts and toasties or toasty pop tarts could be a thing um, around the time of your period, do that and see how that affects you. you. Know, if you want to still have some chocolate, then schedule some chocolate in. Just be sensible about the amount. You know, maybe do a little bit of extra cardio. Whatever you need, that's going to work for you. You know, it's always going to be individualized, and as always with nutrition, the solution is never going to be like across the board. You know, there's so many Eat variables. Old peaches, like. Yeah, there's so many variables out there. Like, I just had an email conversation with someone who's like, you know. How does your plan change? I said, well, it just depends where you're at because we might have a 25-year-old woman who comes in who wants to lose um, a couple of pounds to get ready for a powerlifting comp. Cool, we can help you with that. And then you might have someone else who's a 45-year-old you know, mother of twins who works full-time, has just come back off a, you know, an injury and wants to get back into being able to run 5K. They're very different people and they're going to require very different solutions. We can't just give a blanket statement and say, yes, follow this plan, it'll work. But generally that plan will involve eating. 
protein, vegetables, complex carbohydrates, water, and being sensible with the amount of high-calorie food you eat. The rules don't change, do they? It just depends on how many of those rules you need. And some people, when they first start, are so far away from that. And people view it as a competition, which is I always find quite frustrating because it's just not a competition. It's only competition with your, you know you're only against yourself ultimately, and that you can have someone who has got a whole load of bad habits and an unsupported partner, and James says loads of kids and all these competing factors. They're never going to be able to make the same changes if you as someone who is I probably don't want to, or someone who is five stone lighter with no obstacles in their way. So you just need to look at your own specific set of circumstances. It's like me judging my uh, my training against an Olympic athlete who A, has better genetics and B, has more time, more support. You know, everything that you'd need to make the optimal progressions, you cannot expect to make the optimal progressions if you don't have the optimal set of circumstances. So it's just absolutely madness when people try to make these things too hard for themselves. Everything, everything is about making it easy for us and trying to find what it is that and how you can do that. What are you currently doing that's making it harder than it needs to be? And often, that's going to be, around the time of your period, not eating enough protein, fats, veg, and slow-release carbs. You skip a meal, you're going to have more room for eating crap food. You're instantly making it too hard for yourself. So the more of these foods you can have in, the more options you can have when you go to the shop to buy them, anything like that's going to make this process much easier and much more effective. Yeah, I think just as, you know, the general rules for us, for, for people who are dieting is look at your obstacles and look at possible solutions. So whether that's, you know, people getting hungry between lunch and dinner, you know, that's an obstacle. Okay, what's a possible solution? Take a snack with you to work, yada, yada, yada. If your period happens every month, which it more than likely does, then that's an obstacle and it needs a possible solution. So one of our possible solutions is, up your complex carbohydrates, you know, if you need to, schedule in chocolate. You know, do whatever you can to make it less impactful as possible. Is impactful a word? I don't I just made so. that up. Thank you very You're welcome. TM that. TM that shit. So it's got less of an impact as possible. So that is our solution there. Quick question, bud. Go. Um, on the live video, because this is how we wrote. Karen Boyce has asked... Um, She's perimenopausal. She's struggling with moods. It's exactly the same thing, I'm afraid, for the menopause. It's it's almost like a doctor wrote our plan out. Um, it's high Don't, protein. They, they didn't, by the way. No, they didn't. It's <laughs> high protein, high veg, complex carbohydrates, moderate the shit that you eat. That's it. It's, it's, it's as easy as that. There's no, oh, well, you need to eat this special berry that's made into a tea that's found on a wombat's ass in out of Mongolia there's no secrets it's just eat well eat sensibly eat like an adult fat loss is simple but it doesn't mean it's easy no. and this is where people then fall down is because they're looking for a complex solution but actually they just need to be finding the way to action this and so often I'll say to people you know what foods is it that you like here's the eat avoid let's have a look and they'll reel off all these foods like now you, you know which foods that you can eat the hard bit is now actually eating them is now when do you buy them, when do you cook them, how do you do it in a way that you enjoy? And people will often say, oh, I just need meal ideas. And I like your phrase of, that's like someone saying, I want a gym playlist that I really enjoy, but I don't know yeah. what fucking music you like. So you've got to make sure that, and this is where it falls on your head, ultimately, is I can send you links to good food, we can send you recipe books, we can point you to the, the Sustain Nation and the free support groups and Google, you know, about, there's about 100 million recipes on there. If you don't find your own solutions, 
it's not going to work and give you a recipe book but eventually you get bored of those foods this yeah all like you know I mean you everyone well most people listening to this will probably have a minimum of like say three cookbooks at home they'll have access to the internet or you wouldn't be able to listen to this you know what I mean it's you don't you know have a massive Indian takeaway on a Friday night and a bottle of wine because you don't have the right recipe idea there's going to be some other reason for it because you've not actioned yeah you don't eat a bar of chocolate and a tube of Pringles for your lunch on a Wednesday afternoon because you didn't have a recipe for a salad you know there's some reasons as to why you're making these choices I don't want to say it again but more from that it's blood sugar isn't it is that people get to this desperate point if I wake up in the morning and my food is not ready for the day and this is not to sound arrogant but someone you know who's eaten well for the past 10 years and worked in the health and fitness industry for eight years and run sustain as a coach for four years it can still go to shit for me really really quickly if my blood sugar gets low and you get desperate and you make these crap decisions and that's why we just kind of hammer this point over and over because it just makes such a big difference and as soon as you can start doing this the more successful you'll be so you just need to find ways for you to enjoy these foods pick the foods out that you like eating and then action it just eat them even if you go do you know what i'd rather have a pizza so would i but by the time i've eaten something i always feel loads better because you change the edge of it, you change the way your brain's thinking. Your brain is suddenly so much less desperate for food that it can manage. And that's what we're looking for: is to find ways to make it easy to, to reduce the thought process, the thought power that it takes. If you're constantly running on willpower, if you're constantly starving, it is not going to last very long. Yeah, and I think we're kind of going off slightly, but I don't yeah. mind that because it's towards the end for once. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Lost it. No, that's it. Yeah. So people kind of got confused by you know wanting everything to be optimal everything has to be optimal everything has to be perfect it doesn't have to be perfect like I said if you know you up your complex carbs around the time of your period and you still want to eat some chocolate then don't worry about that if it's much much better than it normally would have been normally if you eat three kilos of chocolate over your period and this time you have a hundred grams then fuck me is that not a massive positive it all same yeah it doesn't have to be optimum just look to make things easier and you know don't forget to measure backwards you're Again, your people, big mistake people do is they put a lot of pressure on themselves. They'll go, well, I did this and I did that and this was all wrong. Like, how was that compared to how you would have acted before you were working with us? It is night and day. You know, it's much better. I've done this, this and this, this, this and this. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have, you know, been conscious of this. I wouldn't have looked to get any protein in, yada, yada, yada. Don't forget to measure backwards. Look to make improvements. It doesn't have to be optimum. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be better mm. and realistic. Mm. Good? Mm. There we go. Short one today. Short and sweet. So thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. We really do. It's always nice to hear if people have heard it through the diaries and through the Facebook groups and stuff. So yeah, do let us know if you've enjoyed it. Yeah, like, subscribe, leave a review, leave us a comment. Uh, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, drop us a message. Don't be shy. I was going to say something rude there, but I'm not going to do it now. You so can stop the video. That's really